Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Bereshis Rivi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Bereshis. The topic of our Aliyah is the next generation. We're going to learn about Cain and Hevel. Our Aliyah is 21 Sukkim long, running from Perik Gimel, Chav Beis, to Dalad Yud Ches. Basic summary, there are three segments of this Aliyah. The first little segment is about exile. HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks about humanity and says, human beings are, uh, as the HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, there are hein ha'adam ka'achad menu. The humanity seems to be like one of us. So there's more spiritual beings, it seems. And Akash Baruch is concerned that they will eat of the eight hachayim, the tree of life, and live forever. So Hashem chases Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava, out of the garden and places at the gateway these keruvim, these angels, and the lat cherev amisapeches, this torn, a turning blade to protect the way of back to the tree of life. So this is the expulsion, which is the first part of the Aliyah. The main part of the Aliyah is the next section, in which we hear about the birth of two sons to Adam and Chava, and they are Cain and Hevel. Cain becomes a farmer, Hevel becomes a shepherd. They both bring, Cain brings an offering from his vegetation, Hevel brings a offering from the best of his flocks, and Hashem turns to Hevel's offering. Before Hashem explained that fire came down to consume Hevel's offering, but not that of Cain. Cain gets upset, and Baruch Hu speaks to him in, in an enigmatic way, but talking about the possibility of becoming better that is actually in your hands. You have the capacity to overcome your indulgences and your decisions. However, Cain speaks to Hevel in the field and gets up and kills Hevel. Hashem then asks, where is Hevel, your brother? And Cain shirks the responsibility, saying he does not know why should he care about where his brother is. Where, at which point, it's almost like a similar parallel to when Adam and Chavasin, and they shirk responsibility, and Akash Baruch asks questions similarly over here. Now Hashem explains, and He says, the bloods of your brother are calling from the ground, and He curses Cain that from the ground which swallowed up his brother's blood to cover up the crime, and it makes him a wanderer. He's going to be an eternal wanderer. Cain complains that his curse is too much to bear. How can he manage to do this? Everybody who finds him will kill him. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, I will place a ois on you, a sign on you, that anybody who kills Cain will, will be um, will be avenged seven generations later so that he should be protected. Um, it's interesting to know that Cain's concern for being smitten um, must be from his own children because he right now is the only line of humanity. But that's that sort of speak the mindset of a person who murders is that others will perhaps you know, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And finally, the idea concludes with Cain's generations. We hear that he has a son, Hanoch, builds a city in his name, and then we Hanoch has Irod, and Irod has Mechiel, Mechiel has Mr. Shoel, Mr. Shoel has Lemech. Okay, that's the end of the idea. Now, a few points, basic points to ponder. Number one is this beginning, at the beginning of the idea of the expulsion of Adam and Eve from Eden is because Hashem <coughs> does not want them to partake in the Eitzachayim, the tree of life. Well, what is that? What does that mean exactly? So the Malim explains that HaKadosh Baruch Hu initially created humanity to be two components, spiritual and physical, which were related to each other, but uh, they were not compounded. They were not necessarily chained together to the greatest of extents. Upon eating from the Eitz Adas, they be, they be, the human personality became intertwined. The spiritual and physical persona became so intertwined that it became hard for the spiritual persona to have its own voice, to have its own expression, independent of the material bodily aware body, um, uh, material body. 
And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch was concerned that if this new entity, this compound entity, human being, the um, we'll call it type B, would now eat of the Eitzachai in this magical tree, it seems, that would grasp everlasting life, the human being would be caught in this constant state of strife. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that's not going to be the way it works, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu bans human being from it from taking of the tree of life so that there can be a moment where it can return to it with a cherev the turning blade which refers to the sword of the malach of the angel um, of death which will ultimately separate the body and the soul allowing the soul to fly free to regain what its gun aden should have been which is why we call the time after life gun aden and the body to go through the process of purification so they can be reunited ultimately. So the idea of accessing Ganeid and accessing everlasting life and reuniting for Olam Abba is going to be something which is only in the future, which Hashem does not want it in this world, in the complex and, and, and strife-laden experience of the human being in the current state of affairs. But another question, why are the children of Adam and Chava called Kain and Hevel? So it sounds like Kain is about, as the Torah says, Kikanisi It's about acquisition. She, it's about power. It's about name. It's about who I am and what what legacy I can leave. Whereas Hevel, literally, the word Hevel literally means breath or emptiness. Like in, in the in the terms used in Kohelis is Hevel Havalim, emptiness, null, void. So what he, what's being said over here is that Hevel was seen as secondary. He was seen not as important as the firstborn. We don't even hear the reason for his name, which is why. Actually, the Malman points out that Kain was a landed person. He was given land, as opposed to Hevel. Hevel wasn't even given land. He was a nomad. Um, Kain was seen as the more important of the two. If that's the case, why did Hashem not accept Kain's sacrifice? So Rashi says he didn't bring from the best. He bought from the the, the lowest of his, the, the foliage that he was able to produce, whereas, whereas Hevel brought from the best of his sacrifices. Why did Kain kill Hevel? So the Rambam explains that he was jealous. The Rambanic says that he understood that the world was going to be built from him or his brother. And seeing that his brother had already bested him, he could not handle that his brother would be building the world and perhaps take over more of his territory. And that basic jealousy got in, it got in the way. The Radak says slightly differently is that it says in the Pasuk, he says to his brother Hevel, and then he gets up and kills him. So what did he say to his brother? The Radak suggests of David Kimchi that he was in, in the field and he was busy telling him the rebuke he just received from Hashem. And that angered him so much he got into a rage and killed him in rage, not jealousy. Very sad. Very sad. It's unfortunately something which started at the beginning of humanity and it seems to have haunted us all the way through. What does it mean when it says that the bloods, in plural, of your brother crawl out from the earth? So the mission in Sanhedrin tells us that when the court would cross-examine witnesses in a capital punishment where there was a defendant who was liable for death if the sentence would go through, um, in such a case, they would they would speak very harshly to the witnesses to give them a sense of the gravity of the decision they're about to make or the witness the testimony they're about to render. And one of the things they would say is this exact pasuk. They would say, you know, that it doesn't say the blood of your brother. It says the bloods because it refers to all the all the blood, all the future possibility of the potential or that can exist in the future of this person. It wasn't just Hevel that he killed, he killed every possible person who could have come out of Hevel as well. The Gomorrah Sanhedrin Dov Namazayin on Beis actually does have a different version of this and describes that perhaps that Rav Yehuda says that he stabbed him in, in multiple, multiple places. So there was lots and lots of blood that was gushing out of him because he didn't know how to 
detach the neshama from him. He didn't know how to kill him. And this is the first murder that ever took place. So that was a very brutal and bloody murder, which is why it's described as the the bloods of your brother. And finally, one last question is, what is the sign that Hashem put on Cain? What kind of sign was it? So you may think this is an inconsequential question, but the Medrash actually does describe that it was a Vav. It was the letter Vav which was placed on his forehead. Why is that important? So Rav Moshe Shapiro explains that the idea that Cain had failed with was responsibility. He didn't take responsibility for his brother before killing him, nor after killing him. He says, the, the, the one who cares or looks after my brother. So Akash Baruch says, what you're missing in life is your and. You're missing the idea of somebody else being relevant and important in your life. And therefore, he placed this connecting letter. The Vav is a connecting letter on his forehead to remind him of the need of his to have connection to that which is around him and to take advantage of his responsibility for others. With this, we close. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.